Athletic Brewing. I cracked open an Upside Dawn Golden Athletic Brew. And let me say this. No matter what you're looking for in a great non-alcoholic beer, the answer is always athletic. Great flavor? It's athletic. Award-winning styles? It's athletic. Huge variety? It's athletic. Fit for all times. That's a registered trademark, guys. Enjoy them anytime, anywhere, without ever slowing down your summer. Beach days, music festivals, swim meets, camping, late nights, early mornings, literally wherever summer takes you. And here's the best part to me, zero hangovers the next day. Mm -hmm. This summer, ask for the only non-alcoholic beer or brew you need to know. Athletic. Head to askforathletic.com to find it near you and use code TA2024 to get 15% off your first online order. That's code TA2024 at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company. Fit for all times. Podcast! If you're gonna go stick your head in the sand like that, get out of the sport. Mike Coppinger. Creating a huge mess. It's absurd. No, you're wrong. So, this, this, the only, seems the only cash grab. You need to turn up and you need to be on it. We just started going at it. You gotta go eat. The Pug and Cop Boxing Show on The Athletic. Welcome back to a special edition of the Pug and Cop Boxing Show with some instant reaction from Canelo Alvarez's emphatic victory over Callum Smith in San Antonio. This is Mike Coppinger alongside Lance Pugmire, as always. I was in San Antonio at ringside for the fight, but we weren't able to record immediately because Canelo Alvarez took a long time coming to the press conference. For whatever reason, we uh, tried to sneak it in, and as I started, Eddie Hearn interrupted me to say, hey, Mike, are you on the phone? So <laughs> here we are now. I'm back in L.A. on three hours sleep, but we're going to knock this out, Lance. My initial reaction Canelo Alvarez, if you don't have him at the top of your pound-for-pound pound list, you are watching another sport. I don't think there's any question at this point. You, don't give me Terrence Crawford. Obviously, Lomachenko's out of that discussion now. Don't give me Errol Spence. It's Canelo Alvarez. And I'll go a step further, Lance. The number two fighter is a country mile behind Canelo. I mean, this guy's on another level. The feints, the offense, the head movement, the defense— the way he varies his punches, there's nothing he can't do. His resume is, is impeccable at this point. And there's no one, I don't think there's anyone at between 160 and 168 who even gives him that much of a challenge. Absolutely, Mike. I mean, you were there ringside, so you saw a lot more than we saw in, in watching it from the television. But, you know, I that was my impression too. And again, not to, you know, even taking a step further, but of all the fights that I have seen, I cannot remember a fight in which Canelo Alvarez uh, had ever has ever been so impressive. I mean, even though he didn't knock out or finish Callum Smith, just the the power of his punches and all those, you know, those little finer points of the discipline that he shows and the advancements that he's made in in the his development over time. I mean, I just thought he was so sharp and he gave Callum Smith no chance to win this fight. I mean, it it seemed pretty clear even by about the 5th round. I'm like, this guy does not have a route to victory. And, you know, Canelo Alvarez, I think what's especially remarkable, Mike, is that some people when they have such serious distractions as he just endured, 
in trying to legally split from Golden Boy and and uh, you know being successful in doing so, and then dealing with that whole disown lawsuit, you know that takes up some some of your headspace. He cast all that aside, put on just an incredible performance, uh, complete from start to finish. And like you said, I mean, uh, clearly no doubt about who the number one fighter in the world is as we end 2020. The scary thing, Lance, is that Canelo Alvarez just turned 30, and I think he's actually getting better. Yeah. This is a guy who's been fighting at, for as a pro since, I think, 16 years old, maybe even 15. He's getting better, and I saw a lot of people, too, panning Callum Smith. I thought Callum Smith fought, fought a fine fight. He just was overmatched and out of his depth. You know, he was in there to win. I didn't think he was trying to survive. Canelo was just too huh. good. Anytime Callum landed a punch or two, Canelo came back with you know, two bigger shots of his own, and he just walked through Callum's shots. So, look, Callum's, uh, Canelo's the kind of guy, he's not going to get tested until he goes so far up in weight that it's just, or, you know, or he's old. It's going to, age is going to have to meet size, meaning Canelo fight a guy at 175 or even something crazy like cruiserweight in a few years when he's a little slower. In the immediate future, I don't think it matters who he fights, but I think the next fight in May. So maybe he, he might fight Avni Yildirim in February in Mexico just to get it out of the way and Is that do right? a little stay busy fight. Well, that's what that's what I've heard. So mm-hmm. It's possible. It's on the table. But for his next actual big fight, I think the leading options for May are Billy Joe Saunders and Gennady Golovkin. Hmm. Um, which fight do I want to see more? Gennady Golovkin is obviously a far bigger commercial fight, and I think that there is something to be gained by Canelo there. 24 rounds wasn't enough to separate them. He hates Golovkin. Golovkin hates him. I, I did not think Golovkin looked particularly impressive on Friday in, out, in stopping Camille Zarameta. He looked a step slower to me. Uh, seemed to be telegraphing his shots more and pushing his punches rather than snapping them. If I'm Canelo, I might want to you know, feel confident I can knock Golovkin out once and for all and you know have that for my legacy. And again, it's the, it's the fight that's going to pay him the most money. But... He keeps saying over and over that it's really important to him to unify 168-pound titles. And we know, Lance, that he was signed to fight Billy Joe Saunders last May. Billy Joe Saunders talks a great game. He's a very good fighter. I think uh, I'm fine with either of those two options. But the option I would like even more than those, although I don't, I think it's very unlikely, is Jermall Charlo. Mm-hmm. I think Charlo has the best style to give him some issues. Well, who do you want to see, Lance? No, I mean, look, I, I I saw what you wrote about the Gennady Golovkin fight, and I totally agree with you that he did look a step slower. But you know what I also saw from that? As I also saw, as it, it looked as if Gennady Golovkin has added some muscle, and he's even stronger. And I can see him sort of like setting this up to be almost like uh, create like a Hearns Hagler type fight against Canelo Alvarez, where you know the, I'm 38 years old. I'll be 39 by May. The last thing to go is my power. I'm just going to let it rip. And with whatever I've got to, you know, I'm either going to get finished or I'm going to be able to finish this guy. I actually like the way it's shaping up for a May showdown between Canelo and Triple G. But, you know, after hearing everything that you just laid out, obviously that makes a lot of sense. You know, he can unify. The Golovkin fight is still there for him later in 2021. And it makes for a nice full year. If you're talking about getting to see Canelo Alvarez fight three times in the year, I think everyone uh, who saw Saturday night's fight would be uh, more than happy with with that opportunity. And look, all that does is, is like, yes, you're right, Jamal Charlo, is a, is a great opponent for him, as is Caleb Plant. You know, those are uh, 
differing styles that I would like to see matched against Canelo, but those fights will be there for him in 2022. So, you know, the, the world is this guy's oyster right now, right, Mike? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, he, I, I, what was he like in the post-fight news conference? Did you feel any kind of like burden being lifted from him after all of this uh, uh, stuff that he's gone through with Golden Boy in the zone? Yeah, great, great, great point, Lance. It's so funny because you've covered Canelo for a long time, as have I, and he's always had this, you know, this seriousness about him, right? Where he's very, very stoic, you know, about business. Now, you know, all five weeks he's been joking around and laughing. Wow. He's at the press conference. Some Japanese reporter asks him a question, and he says "arigato" and starts <laughs> laughing to himself. Um, <laughs> and uh, he kept it pretty light. He was joking around a lot. Um, it's, it's, you know, he, he definitely has a burden lifted. I mean, imagine being in business with someone that you hate and just being around them all the time and it must be draining. So for Canelo to be free of Oscar and golden boy, he, I think that also showed in the ring. He's a renewed fighter. I'm with you, Lance. The, the more we talk about it, the more I do want to see Gennady Golovkin and I want to see it 168 pounds. Not only is Canelo yeah. the guy there right now, but I think it adds a little bit more intrigue to see Golovkin at a new weight. You know, we've wanted to see Golovkin move up for a long time now. Um, it, I don't want to, I would write Golovkin off based on what I saw, but I, I I keep thinking back to the parallels of that third meeting between Manny Pacquiao and Juan Manuel Marquez. They fought twice and the first fight was a draw. The second fight was a controversial decision for, for, uh, for Manny Pacquiao, right? Sound familiar? Yeah. Um, the third fight, which was at 147, Everyone was counting out Marquez. They were saying Marquez is too old now. He's too slow. He, it's not a good weight for him. And that was, I, I wrote Marquez off, and that was the fight where I was like, I even though Manny Pacquiao won that fight, I thought it was a robbery. I, I thought Marquez clearly beat Pacquiao in the third fight. Um, maybe Gennady Golovkin can figure something out. Maybe, maybe he has one great fight left in him. I think that's the fight to make. But my question to you is, Lance, is what, do, what is the fight you think actually does happen? Forget about what you want to see happen. Yeah, I think it all comes down to if fans can get let in, Mike. I mean, I think if they can get a crowd for that fight, then why wouldn't you make that fight right now, especially before, you know, six more months expire off of Gennady Golovkin's life? I thought it was I thought it was great and I I thought it was totally sincere when they asked Canelo about Gennady Golovkin at the end of the fight. And he said what he said was he says, I don't avoid other weight classes. I, you know, I go to them and I want to fight the best. And that's something that, you know, beyond the all the beef and acrimony that exists between these two fighters, there's one more little, uh, there's, well, actually, it would be like a big uh, mine of salt to be poured into the wound of Gennady Golovkin by Canelo Alvarez to say, I beat you. I'm the pound for pound best fighter in the world. You need to come up to 168 if you want to fight me. Get it on his turf. And let these two guys go at it with all this hate and venom, um, you know, being unleashed in the ring. I think it will be a, a great night of boxing. That, and I would rather see it sooner rather than later before um, it just becomes too big of a one-sided mismatch. Because these guys have, have had two, uh, you know, entertaining fights uh, preceding this. Yeah, Lance, I, I really hate that even as we're talking about it right now, I'm talking myself into the fight and I'm getting excited <laughs> for it. Um, we know it's going to be a big fight worldwide, whereas any other fight Canelo stages is not really going to be that kind of event. I don't think at this point, Golovkin is the guy and you're right. It's now or never the ex the expiration date is nearing if it's not over already. So that's the fight I want to see. Lastly, before we go, Lance, 
Um, I thought Eddie Hearn pulled out all the stops last night and trying to, in basically what was it, amounted to an audition for to be Canelo's promoter. Um, I asked Canelo about it. He was really happy. He said he'd never had a ring entrance that great. I mean, that was awesome. It was a, a Mar- Mexican mariachi band's rendition of Europe's The Final Countdown. I loved it. So that, that was that was fucking awesome. And yeah. I, 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 um, I, I, I could tell that Canelo has a liking to Eddie Hearn. I just don't know if Canelo wants the flexibility so badly that maybe he wants to try out PBC too. Who do you think he fights with next? I, I can see that too. I mean, I know I, I I wasn't around them all fight week, Mike, but we know how charming Eddie Hearn is. And look, this is a guy who wants to be in America and wants to, you know, stage these types of fights. He did a damn good job. I mean, Canelo Alvarez has always kind of embraced the the uh, the ceremonial uh, attributes that accompany his fights, and and they got that. Eddie Eddie Hearn gave him that. And it was a great show. I mean, he Eddie even said in the uh, interview as the, right before the fight took place, you know, it's like, even though this is not filled, it feels like there's 80,000 people in here. And look, these guys can work well together. I mean, he doesn't have to stay uh, completely hitched to uh, Hearn fighters either. He can go out and, and try to make some cross-promoted fight be- fights because he is Canelo Alvarez and who doesn't want Canelo money after all? So I think it's all there for the taking. Eddie can run the business side. Canelo can take uh, care of his part in the ring. And it seems like uh, a nice possible marriage that is uh, was underway in San Antonio on Saturday. Yeah, so we'll see what happens next with Canelo Alvarez. Dominating performance. Bloody Callum Smith gave him an absolute beating and grabbed two 168-pound titles. He's clearly the best fighter in the world and obviously the best fighter at 168 pounds. And we're going to see what comes next. We're going to get into this way more in depth on Tuesday when we see you again on the Pug and Cop Boxing Show over at The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.